This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, it's a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and on this Tuesday, April 17th, our general manager is... Chaos! Rapidly changing, unstable events, constant upheaval, tumpestuous times. Boy, tax day doesn't even make general manager. Oh uh, yeah, it probably should have. Sorry about that. Effing, effing taxes. Sorry about that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I say, even to say that, that form of the obscenity is offensive to some. Of course, taxes are offensive to all. <laughs> you know... Oh, I hate the government. I really do. We should do this some year. We should assemble a panel of, uh, of, of people to talk about taxes. I don't know who it would be. And I'm... I'm, I'm a, a tax expert would be good. Wesley Snipes. But... Uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> you know, somebody who, who who's a historian on taxes. Because yeah. it has changed so much over the years. It didn't exist until well over halfway into our history. Uh, income tax in yeah. particular? Yeah, income yeah. tax. Yeah. Well, taxes, tax itself has existed since man first exchanged. I assume the oldest profession there was a tax on whoring. <laughs> Probably. Um, but the income tax and then the percentage of people who cha- who pay income taxes changed drastically even since I was a kid. Sure. Things that were thought to be completely unacceptable are now common. The complexity going from a couple of pages to hundreds of thousands of pages, which is just insane. Just insane. Judy and I had to spend, God, an hour, hour and a half, multiple phone calls and many, many texts helping our son do his taxes he is 23 years old and has an hourly job. And shouldn't be much to it. No, no, no. But how about student loans? You get student loans. What about your aunt who gave you some money and it was in the form of a mutual fund and you cashed in a little to pay your student loans? And okay, and we're off. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I can't even find Form 435C. Son! I'd encourage suicide if I didn't love you so much because <laughs> this this is misery. Welcome to misery, son. You thought you were a libertarian before. Welcome. We, the people, in theory, and in practicality, we could vote in different people. We can control the way we live our lives. Why have we decided to vote for a system where you have to hire experts to figure out how much money you give the government? 
Because that's really, crazy. Really, really smart people who are really good at convincing you of stuff have convinced you that any change would be worse and scary. Right. That's it. Because we're worse we're than sheep. having to hire somebody and then you got to trust them and you never really know if you'd have gone to somebody else if you'd have gotten a different answer. Well, yeah, for almost you or... certainly would have gotten a different answer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'd have saved well, and, and you spend hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, just figuring out what you owe the government. It is obscene. And if you get it wrong, if you come up short, the penalties are are severe, including is, you could go to jail. Is uh, Tocqueville still kicking around? Oh, remember, de Tocqueville was going to be my rap name. I was one. always <laughs> going to have a blunt in my hand. Um, but uh, if old A. de Tocqueville was still kicking around, we need a new one of them to come to the country and observe it. A smart guy, a reasonable guy, uh, an outsider to come and say, hey, hey, it occurs to me. Y'all have designed a tax system that's its as if you're punishing yourselves for doing something unthinkable. Why is your tax system so horrible? Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, uh, who I claimed is a dependent this year. How are you this morning, Michael? <laughs> that's, uh, that's fine, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sore. I, I battered. The IRS got me good this year. So uh, Yeah. You, huh? That's, that's too bad. Uh, I mean, bad, I, relatively speaking. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that well, it doesn't more. Relatively doesn't matter in taxes. It's all you. How was it for you? Good or bad? <laughs> for me, it was bad. <laughs> Relative well, and, to my bank account, it was devastating. <laughs> yeah, And that's the end of the year final thumb in the eye. Every two weeks, whenever you get paid, take a highlighter and highlight how much tax you paid. Look at it. Contemplate it. Think about what you could have done with it. Then think about how much of it is squandered on crap right. that never does anybody any good or just lines the pockets of bureaucrats. I've been saying this for years. The, the quickest way to actually make a change would be if we got this law passed. At the end of the year for tax day, you had to write in a, you had to write a phony check. For the total amount of taxes that you paid, so like they, so that everybody would see it. This is how much they've withheld. This is how much you've paid all year long, added together, along with whatever else you're going to pay. And then you have to write out the number by hand and sign it and put it in. That would change things overnight because the average doofus doesn't have. It's it's driven me crazy since I was 19 and stupid when people say, oh, "I got $200 back this year." Two of your own dollars back how much did you pay in all year long the i'll bet the majority of the people in the country paying taxes will fill, fill out taxes the majority don't even pay taxes but the majority of people who have anything to do with the taxes but all they do is look at did i get a little back right. or did i pay in a little at the yep. end as yep. whether or not taxes are good or not which is just a moronic way to approach it but that's the way people do it very quickly oh. true or false do the vast vast majority of people manage to pay their credit card bill every month Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How about their housing payment, their rent? Yeah, the vast majority do. We need to have the government bill you every month, and you need to write a check yeah. to the government. Do away with withholding. They just tell you how much you have to pay every month. Right. And write that, that down change too. Well, you'd yeah. have you'd have tax reform overnight. The fact that we don't do that is all the proof you will ever need. That they don't work for us, we work for them. Sure, it's on purpose so that most people don't catch on to how much taxes they pay. 
Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Shout out to a couple of standout American ladies yesterday in the Boston Marathon. And American women won it for the first time since 1985. America! So what's going on there? We had an American win uh, one of our other big marathons for the first time ever. Are the Kenyans slowing down, or are we speeding up? Uh, this one, the weather seemed to be very much of a of a factor. If Some... it's below 110, the Kenyans can't run. <laughs> we've, been, we've been piping Xanax into the Kenyan water supplies. The Ethiopians, too, tried to slow them down a little. I'll mellow them out a little. But I could run today, but I if don't it's think eighty-five so. degrees, the Kenyans are shivering and can't run. <laughs> but Desiree Linden, the the winner, she's a she's an Olympian distance runner. She's that's you know she's in the realm of the possibilities for winning. But the second place winner was a nurse by the name of Sarah Sellers. This was her second marathon that she's ever run. Really, she has no sponsorships. She was a collegiate long distance athlete. But she had no, yeah, so she, her only other marathon was to qualify for this. She signed up for this because her brother was doing it. She, after paying her $185 entry fee, yes, for some reason you have to pay $185 to run 26 miles. <laughs> she leaves with $75,000 in prize money, finishing second. She, she had no idea that she was in second. She was trying to figure out where she placed when she finished. She, she didn't even, she, she didn't she notice all the chicks were behind her except for one? <laughs> at marathons, you, at some point you're essentially just running by yourself anyways. Trust unless me, you're with I the know. Pack. The one marathon I ran, I was really by myself. But yeah, she said, I, I looking, going into the race, I shouldn't be on the same page as any of these top 20 women. They're in a different league than me. That's weird. How do you accidentally run a marathon really fast? Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, this morning, coming into work, I met a man totally unconcerned about taxes owed or taxes paid. Another night of the open road right. outside the front door of the Armstrong and Giddy broadcast compound. Sure, who's living off of some of our taxes, I'm sure, in some way. He was passed out, a gentleman definitely not concerned with taxes, snoring merrily away. I only admire him. Yes. <laughs> I can't figure out what entrance you guys go into. I've been coming here for years. I've never seen these people. <laughs> Well, perhaps by the time you get here, we have chased Ooh, them all. Oh, that was true. Wow. here earlier tonight. Yeah, that was uh, what that was, was that? Work ethic shaming or something? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm in favor of that. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Tuesday, April seventeenth, Tax Day? Uh, setting you straight in twenty one eight. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I think Marshall's onto something. We need a more Trump like atmosphere in here. More infighting, more competing. Yes, amongst yourselves for our favor. Yes, <laughs> yes I love that idea. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. He is radioactive. Anyone that had any contact with this man in the last 20 years should be very concerned about what secrets of theirs are within these documents. There you go! Stormy's lawyer. And I heard uh, from someone who was in the courtroom yesterday that it has become such a circus, and it's all about Stormy. When the thing was over, 400 of the reporters were gathered around her to hear what she had yep. to say. Not Cohen. Not any of the other players involved in the supposedly presidential impeachment sort of case we got looking at it. It was all about Stormy. Everybody wanted to get to Stormy. And it was the fifth show I took in coverage on. I counted fifth that mentioned for the first time there was actually no reason for her to be there. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. It was a publicity right. oh, stunt. Sure, right. Sure. The first four, I guess it just hadn't occurred to them. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Media, you suck. You suck. What are their headlines, Marshall? Actually, Joe, it was a promo for an upcoming event today. Oh, gotcha. yeah. But Cohen, Hannity, and Stormy, oh my, quite a day in court. The Supreme Court is going to be hearing a tax case that will most likely affect you, and for the first time ever, 
a rapper wins the Pulitzer Prize for music. The what? For what? Who knew there was a Pulitzer Prize for music? There you go. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. The hell is that? Mm, somebody's jealous. I didn't know there was such a thing, and I've been following the Pulitzer Prize closely for my whole life. There's a music? You could win the Pulitzer Prize for jazz piano? What does Turns that even mean? Out, yeah, I guess. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It, it'll win the awards for listener cleverness. Some fine phrases turned. And we'll have some tax facts for you that I think you'll find interesting or perhaps horrifying. Got the whole attack in Syria. Got Sean Hannity and Stormy Daniels. Got all this stuff coming up. I hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. a little distance the Comey book and in particular the rollout that was the ABC special with George Stephanopoulos is indefensible as a piece of journalism <laughs> now, by whom? now that we Snuff know Lovelace? by ABC and stuff yeah. I don't know who was behind it but now that we know uh, all that was said in the five hours more that was in the book because most of us haven't read it and what was left out of the interview but decided to put in it's just it's indefensible as a news program says who <laughs> uh, because of its uh it's it's bias or its tendency toward yes. the salacious or well, yeah, what yeah. in particular both of those oh. things as opposed to illuminating a subject like is the president you know is he going to be impeached or should he be impeached or any of that stuff what a lovely notion that journalism would illuminate subjects as I, opposed to I uh, wish, you know, the other i wish i would love to know the negotiations between abc and comey you know everybody was dying to get him on for the first interview including 60 minutes why did he pass on 60 minutes well maybe because he made a deal with abc to where they would spend as much time as they did glorifying his family's role in the women's march for instance mm. And, and said, we'll let you say P more times than any other network. <laughs> and 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 cutting out the Loretta Lynch stuff, for instance, or the Barack Obama stuff. Right. And putting in the my 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 whole family, all four of my daughters and my wife were at the Women's March. Here's pictures of them. Right. We're all loyal Hillary fans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what the hell was that? Well, it was what it was. It's pretty clear. Huh? Walking around uh, barking and scratching like fleas. Looks like a dog to me, you know? Mailbag. We'll talk more about that. Share with you some of the revelations that Snuffleupagus and crew left on the cutting room floor in favor of the video of his wife and daughter at the Women's March. Mm. Our freedom-loving quote of the day is from Thomas Paine. Uh, It's more a common-sense-loving quote of the day from a freedom-loving guy. To argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. That's true. I always liked Abe Lincoln's uh, arguing with the fools like wrestling a pig. You get dirty and the pig enjoys it. (laughs) Um, True. Don't waste your time. Oh, our uh, Latin-loving quote of the day, uh, also passed along by Ben the Libertarian. Audimus jura nostra defender. I actually looked looked up how to pronounce that because I didn't want the Latinos in the audience to be offended (laughs) if I pronounced the Latin incorrectly. Audimus Jura Nostra Defender, Latin for We Dare Defend Our Rights. Some of us do. The rest of your sheep, line up to get sheared. 
Go ahead. Let your nanny state powder your bottom and shear you in a weird mommy and shepherd way and offer its sweet, sweet nipple to you. Go ahead, sheeple. Suck on it. So that's your sustenance. The sweet, Cheat. sweet government. That's right, Charles Krauthammer. Get well soon. Moving along. <clears throat> uh, Mike writes, Oh, well, gosh, I don't know. I select these emails at random. This one happens to be entitled, Joe Getty's Wisdom Pays Off. <laughs> <laughs> My 11... I select these emails at random. <laughs> My 11-year-old daughter was complaining the other day about being bored and started being overly critical of people. She was complaining about what other people had, how it's not fair that they have that stuff. And I told her if she stays bitter and always tearing people down rather than working toward her own goals, she will always be miserable and consumed with anger about the success of others. I have had the exact conversation with my son. And then said, quote, people who don't build things only tear things down. Well, the next day she asked if she can use my saw and hammer. We had an old bunk bed in the garage, and yesterday I got home from work to see she had made a picnic table to play with her little brothers. She said she wants to build stuff. Here's a pic of her first building attempt, a little wobbly, but not too bad. Wow, I got tears in my eyes, Mike. That's nice. I've thought great. of uh, va- taking a vacation to Haiti and taking my uh, my son there and you know finding a good neighborhood, <laughs> letting him observe the kids in that neighborhood for a while. This is what your life could be like. Now let's go back home and complain less. Yeah, well, there are yeah Haiti would work, South Africa certainly, or there are some hoods not too terribly far from you. Sure. Um, I, I think more of that. Might have been a good idea for my youngsters, who appear to be not at all entitled or weird like that. But I just think it's good for everybody. Well, I, I, you're. In, I always, as I mentioned to uh, my wife all the time, the only way he has any attitude is because of the life you know we've given him, we've surrounded him with. I right. mean, it's not his fault. Right. He's not born with that idea. Right. Of course, you know, when I was having my kids, I had to chase down squirrels in the yard and gut them and cook them for dinner. Uh, Mm, those were good Squirrel times. Squirrel again tonight? Good times. Yeah, I don't want to hear you complain. Over on the next block, they wish they had squirrel or eating mouse. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> uh, Joseph writes, Google is in my head. So I just thought to myself in my head without saying anything, I wonder when people started brushing their teeth. Is there a record of the first person to brush their teeth? Hmm. I pulled out my phone and typed into Google, when did people start and the first autofill-in was, when did people start brushing their teeth? No way. I was shocked. Is this statistically a commonly asked question? No. Or is my phone reading my yes. thoughts? That, see, that is... And he, he finishes, I prefer that Minority Report remain a movie and stay out of reality. Yeah, when I uh, when when did people star? I didn't even get to the T and start, and it's start brushing their teeth. There's no what? way. What There's the no hell? way. Is, did, is there... Do you tell me? You're the one... You're skeptical of the fact that computers are listening to us or whatever. Yeah. Is that is that the most asked question about that? Well, Sean's computer isn't listening to Joseph. Yeah, the, I have no well, microphones on this computer. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. I don't know It's either. not possible. The, the second th- most one, when did people start drinking milk? <laughs> Maybe people ask stupid questions all the time. <laughs> not that your question is stupid, listener. You're very smart. When did people start? I, well, I don't know. I'm a bit of a strange ranger. The, I wouldn't have finished that sentence brushing their teeth, but, you know, I don't know. That is kind of funny. Do we have oh, an answer? Man. Do we have an answer to that question? No, no, that's not the point, Jack. What say Google? Would've, that would have been a good PS, though, wouldn't it? 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what does Google say? I'm thinking... As long ago as 3000 BC. No, uh, uh, there might have been somebody who did it, but regularly? I don't know. I don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it was regular until, I'm guessing, 20th century. Well, yeah, well, in some places it was regular, but like as a universally uh-huh. held thing? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, as we've mentioned many times on this show, sometimes societies move forward and do wonderful things, then it all goes away. Oh, sure. Dark ages, whatnot. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Day. I was just I was watching a little of the Stormy Daniels coming out of the courtroom video. Oh, jeez. And uh, the people going crazy over it. She's a professional fornicator. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure what the uh, the, the, the fascination is. Who'd appeared at the courthouse merely as a publicity stunt. To promote the fact that she's got an event today. And the so-called news going wall to wall. This is so bread and circusy. It certainly is. Wow. Is it just because it's so much easier to understand? Oh, yeah, sex. She has sex. And I, yeah, I, I've, I've seen sex. that before. Because you get into client attorney privilege and what rises to an impeachable offense and all that, and it gets complicated and boring. I think it's a bit of a side effect of clickonomics, too. Like, I fully believe that the stories with her name on it, by their metrics of website oh, sure. tracking, get yeah. way more clicks than things on no actual doubt. policy. Not even a question. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, so many nuances involved in this courtroom drama. A federal court judge will not grant a temporary restraining order for President Trump's personal lawyer, Attorney Michael Cohen. Who may not have done any lawyering, lawyering for the president. That's still a question. Attorney Michael Cohen was trying to limit access to materials the FBI seized when they raided his office, his home, and hotel room last week. Meanwhile, Fox News host Sean Hannity and porn star Stormy Daniels were all part of the court day in New York. The judge, the judge telling Cohen he had to reveal the names of the clients he's worked with since the 2016 election, whose privileged communications might be in his files. Cohen's and his taped phone calls. Cohen's attorneys said there were just three. Trump, ex-Republican National Committee senior figure and Trump fundraiser Elliot Brody, and a third person whose name they resisted revealing but eventually disclosed it was... Sean Hannity. <gasps> Not long after on his radio show, Hannity said he used Michael Cohen only for advice. I've known Michael a long, long time. Michael never represented me in any matter. I never retained him in the in the traditional sense as retaining a lawyer. Democratic leaders like California Representative Jackie Spear calling on Fox to suspend Hannity immediately. Because she asked, how can a network claim to be fair and balanced when their top anchor has a relationship with Cohen? He's an opinion guy. He's not fair and balanced. No, and he wouldn't claim to be. Right. right. <laughs> that's Jackie what... Spear has an entirely numb skull, too. Is that? It's a medical curiosity. <laughs> and that is not all in all these uh, dramas. As you mentioned, porn star Stormy Daniels, who's suing to get out of a hush agreement she signed before the 2016 election, denying an affair she alleges to have had with Trump. In 2006, Stormy was also in the courtroom for the proceedings. After the proceedings, Stormy and her attorney, Michael uh, Avenatti, more than happy to talk with reporters. Cohen has acted like he is above the law. He has considered himself and openly referred to himself as Mr. Trump's fixer. He's played by a different set of rules, or should we say no rules at all. Yeah, is that the same mouth? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> what does Jenna Jameson think of the case? Or... <laughs> 
<laughs> or, or anybody else from that industry. That's the name of a famous porn star, for those of you who don't know. Hey, on the Sean Hannity thing. Yes. Um, what, are we going to restrict ourselves to, like, the president and, you know, God <laughs> in our references? I was... It's a good thing. You if somebody would call up Sean Hannity, that's right. Then you'd know who Jenna Jameson was. I was taking in information something. from a bunch of people, and uh, almost everybody who's being the least bit honest says there was no reason to reveal Sean Hannity's name, even on MSNBC this morning. And they had to go out of their way to say Sean Hannity is the most loathsome human being in journalism. We all agree Sean Hannity is loathsome. We all agree on that. But constitutional rights protect us all, including the loathsome. And that there, it was just gratuitous to release his name. I go see a lawyer, and the lawyer gets caught up yeah. in some other scandal. Now all of a sudden it's revealed to the world that I saw this bankruptcy lawyer or this divorce attorney or whatever. That's my own private business. There's no reason for Sean Hannity's name to be out there. That was gratuitous. They could have handled this behind closed doors in a number of different ways. Yeah, I get that the judge wanted to know, but why did it have to be released? It didn't have to be, according to even lefty law people. Mm. It's, it was just, well, it was gratuitous. Everybody refuses to call Sean Hannity. So is the is the legal system now also part of the how do we get the most clicks part of this story? You know what he'd get the most clicks is if we mentioned Sean Hannity's name out loud. Ooh, that would get a lot of attention today. There's that that is so uncool. You go to see a lawyer for whatever reason, that's that's there's very difficult that that news should ever come out. Meanwhile, Judge Kimball Wood making that decision, right? Yeah. I've got a guitar yes. made of Kimball Wood, and that's uh, it's beautiful, a wonderful tone. Stormy's, <laughs> Stormy's lawyer wrapping up the whole adventure yesterday, announcing to the press they will release a sketch of the man Stormy claims threatened her to keep her mouth shut about an affair they with s- President Trump. They still haven't released the sketch? I thought they were doing that last week. Havanati <laughs> says the reveal's going to take place this morning on ABC's The View. Oh, okay, so wow. that's why she was in the, the well, she was at the court yesterday, flaunting her wares and doing interviews. Yeah, I only admire oh, I only admire her lawyer and her making the most of this situation. I yeah. mean, you can't fault them for that. You can fault the media for dancing to their tune, though. Nah, they're enjoying it too. I saw Avenatti standing next yeah. to uh, Stephanie Clifford last night as she was giving her her statement to the media um, and he had this dead serious look on his face glancing back and forth like we're here to defend justice in the constitution I thought dude you are so good at your job so they're going to reveal so some guy threatened her life and the life of her precious children which is a pretty awful thing yes. to have happen and I'm going to reveal the picture on the view yes I'm oh. going to wait until it's on the view because that's sure. how concerned I am about catching this bad well, that's person that's right that's where justice comes to the view Hey, you know, I knew I knew Kimba Woods' name, but I couldn't remember why. Do you remember why she's a semi-famous name? No, she was married to Kimbo Slice. She. <laughs> That's not how names work. Oh, she no. was Bill Clinton's second unses- unsuccessful choice for U- U.S. Attorney General. Zoe Baird had hired an illegal immigrant as a nanny, so there was an uproar over that because people used to care. And so Bill said, oh, well, I guess uh, who's another hot chick? How about this Kimba Wood? Yeah, Kimba, you can have the job. Turns out she'd hired an illegal as a nanny and got tossed aside. 
So that's why I know her name. She's almost attorney general. The number of people who haven't been in high levels of government because it turned out they had an illegal nanny is just hilarious, given our, <laughs> given, our given the way we handle the country. It's like, uh, you know, smoking pot or having an affair yeah. now. Nobody cares. On an entirely different note, the Pulitzer Prize for music this year is going to a Southern California rapper, Compton native Kendrick Lamar, capturing the award for his album, Damn. <laughs> He is the first rap artist to win the honor. The Pulitzer I didn't know the Pulitzer Prize for Music existed. Yes. Marshall, uh, not yes. just first rap artist, first non-jazz or classical musician to get there it. See, this is where it gets complicated to me. Now, the Pulitzer is, uh, you know, all kinds of different writing, including reporting and commentary right. and Correct. fiction and non-fiction Correct. and all that. And I thought when I heard for rap, I thought, okay, well, it's, you know, it's a form of speaking about conversing about a situation. Right. It yeah. could be poetry. It could be whatever. But then when I hear jazz pianists, so jazz pianists got a, yeah. a Pulitzer Prize? Yeah. The well, what Pul- is that? The Pulitzer Prize board described Lamar's album as virtuosic song collection unified by its vernacular authenticity That's and rhythmic dynamism yeah. that offers affecting uh, vignettes capturing the complexity of modern African-American life. Exactly Let us know when you're done with that sentence. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about all that, but I love Kendrick. LA Times great. translation of that statement, an amazing album documenting South LA black life with wildly accomplished beats and verses. There it was go. the L.A. Times translation. That was in English. You know what the prize is? Hey. Fifteen grand. Yes! Fifteen thousand Yeah, the Pulitzer Prize is, is uh, it's not even close to what the Nobel Prize is, and often they just get thrown around like they're all prizes. Well, so if you're one a, of them, you're rich forever. The other one, eh, I can buy a decent used car. <laughs> if you're, you know, some journalist in a newspaper yeah. in the current state of the, the business, 15 gur is probably pretty damn good news. Yep. Oh, sure. If you're Kendrick Lamar, please, that's a tip at a nightclub. <laughs> There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Thank you, Squawky, for reminding us of the sweet sound of freedom. I was a little concerned with what uh, Stormy Daniels is going to do with that microphone when she walks up to it. I don't know. I've seen wow, some of her work. Wow, wow, I've seen wow. some of her work. Oh, I'd like to disassociate myself from this segment. It's uh, it's troubling. Trying to bring you a highbrow discussion of, of the news of the day and the issues confronting uh, the American people. We're so you with your uh, yuck. We're so off the rails. We're so off the rails. Yeah, I know. There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I suppose the good news maybe for Trump is that there's more attention on Stormy Daniels than the actual legal back and forth of what's going on. It might help him. Drop bombs somewhere too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Oh yeah, yeah. getting that so three days ago. And what that did or didn't accomplish continues to be a story for anybody who follows that sort of thing. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, we'll do some comedy revelations you did not hear from George Snuffleupagus. Also some criticism from you folks uh, back and forth. Ah, We'll get to all sorts of stuff. Uh, And it's tax day, so let's get some tax facts coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Percent of everything the federal government does is funded by taxes, and today is the end of the tax-paying year, and they'll 
have collected somewhere around $3.5 trillion from us. 70% of people get a refund at the end of the year, but that's just... Oh, that's you, a great scam. That's just you getting back money. They took more than they were supposed to, and they're giving you back a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. So my instinct of having seen how much I actually need to cut a check to of... I need to I need to rework my numbers so my monthly stuff is more so I don't pay more at the end of the year. Is mm-hmm. that is that a is that a false premise? Am I tricking myself? Well, no, myself? that's a good idea just for sure. financial it's... planning purposes because okay. you don't want to get hit by a, a bill you didn't expect. Right, but... it's like having a savings account. Or... Okay, it's basically interest free. It's ba- basically the government decided what in the '30s or whatever that uh, one you couldn't count on people to put money aside to pay taxes, and that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, if you, if you withheld the taxes from their check, nobody would, people just get used to it and wouldn't pay any attention and never really think about how much they're actually paying, which is clearly true. Wasn't the great regret of Milton Friedman's life helping with that somehow? Yeah, he was involved in coming up with withholding as an idea, which is one of the worst things that ever happened to America. Withholding as opposed to billing. Yeah. Yeah. If we got billed monthly, we'd have a completely different conversation about taxes. And how it's spent. And the fact that we're now stealing from children and grandchildren to give ourselves stuff without asking them. And this, to it's me, morally that, indefensible. And to me, that's the greatest sign that both parties are in on it. Because otherwise, if there was a so-called uh, fiscally responsible small government party, which there is not, but if there was, they'd be arguing for this sort of thing. No, 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 no. Let's do away with withholding. Let's let's have people cut a check every month. Because mm-hmm. that would change everything overnight. People would be marching in the streets for lower taxes or a different way to spend money. Or when we bombed Syria, or you name the program, but when we bombed Syria, we'd be talking, what did that cost me? Right. How much did that cost? Yeah, It's a great scam. We've Thanks talked- for taking my money, asshole. There's a taxpayer right there, an American taxpayer. Where's, uh, where's my Cardi B? Cardi B's on our side now. Yeah, Cardi, talk to us. What's the view from the streets, the urban, urban I America? want to know what you're doing with f***ing tax money. Yeah. Amen to that, baby. So what is doing with my money? Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> I want receipts. Yeah. What? That's not a very good one. I that won't play that, that one, one wasn't nearly as helpful. <laughs> um, so, and, and, and by the by, by the by, this is, uh, this is indisputable. It's been a strategy. Uh, by the left primarily, although I think the right is complicit in it, honestly, um, in narrowing the income tax pool as much as possible. And they do it in the name of progressivism, of, uh, you know, the rich should pay their fair share, blah, blah, blah. The working people, it shouldn't be, we can't balance the budget on their back, blah, blah, blah. That all sounds really honorable and persuasive, but what it does is it narrows the number of people who care about taxation and spending as much as possible so that you never have enough of those people to challenge the primacy and the profitability of government. It's a great strategy. As a fraud, I admire it. Oh, speaking of which, coming up, I've got to give to you America's first hush money sex scandal. Long before Trump and Stormy Daniels, who, again, is a generous and imaginative lover, judging by her work. Uh, Long before that, a sex scandal that's actually really interesting in a way. You know, the first record is sex. You know, Joe, the first record of taxes being paid in Mesopotamia, 2500 B.C., People paid taxes throughout the year, like we're advocating. 
as opposed to the end of the year, you pay throughout the year. Well, well, you do, but I want you to have to actually pay it as opposed to it held out of your check. Right. Have the king come to your home and hold out his hand or his kingsman. They often, they usually paid in the form of livestock or manual labor. Mm. Oh, I got to give you another cow this month. Great. My rate is one and a half cows. What are you talking about? Well, your kid moved out. Oh, all right. <laughs> or manual labor. I got to dig a hole? <laughs> I dug a hole last month. Well, it's a new month. Get digging. Oh, it's just such an effective scam. Yeah. But, you know, that's you got to have a sense of humor about these things or it'll chew you up inside. If you're a person of conscience and you love your country, you think it was a good idea, Constitution, etc. Abraham Lincoln imposed the first federal income tax Thanks, in Abe. August of 1861. Tax on beards. You... It was not. That was a witticism. String bean looking bastard. The 3% tax on incomes over $800 would fund the federal government's efforts in the Civil War. I'm happy to report my income is over $800. <laughs> Has been since last year when we got that raise. That was actually my uh, starting uh, wage, monthly wage, back in the day. I've uh, adjusted it for inflation. It's roughly double that. Aren't you hoity-toity with your finger in the air? My first radio job paid 600 a month. Well, you should have negotiated better. I actually made more working in the feedlot than I made in my first radio job. As a yeah. high school kid, I made more shoveling a cow manure than I made in my first radio job, which is a similar, kind of a different sort of shoveling cow manure. <laughs> yeah, now, now you're slinging bullcrap. <clears throat> Much more profitable. The 1040 form, originally just three pages long, was introduced in 1913. It was mandatory for U.S. citizens, residents, and non-residents with incomes over $3,000, which, once again, luckily I qualify for. I'd like to see the inflation calculator, though. What what was that date? <laughs> that was... Uh, 13, you said? 1913. And Mark Twain once said of taxes, what's the difference between a taxidermist and a tax collector? The taxidermist takes only your skin. There you go! Wow, nice. Huh? Way, huh? way to call it, Mark. Give them hell. So America's first payoff sex scandal. I think you'll enjoy it. Plus, we'll uh, do the inflation for you and figure out, uh, you know, if you'd be taxed under America's first income tax. Baby, you're a rich man. And some of the Comey stuff that didn't make the ABC interview coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.